0: Some trouble. <laughs> Spider-Sense. Spider Sense Anybody else's Spider-Sense
1: tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your Spider Sense tingling? Yeah,
0: and it's telling me these Binocks are pretty
1: fly. <laughs> The binocs. the binocs to listen to this show find us on 4 dot and wherever you get your podcasts this podcast is brought to you by revenge lover designs illustration and design that fit your personality for samples and inquiries visit revenge lover.com and we are continuing our coverage of spider-man the new animated series the cg series the mtv series the 2003 series however you know it <laughs> it's that show <laughs> yep
0: Yep, yep, yep. I have no background or any there's nothing on the commentary that was interesting. Cool. Well Well,
1: if you do want to follow along with us, you can watch it digitally on Amazon Prime or you can get the DVDs, but you know, maybe don't waste your time with the commentaries on this one. If you do have the DVDs, it sounds like (laughs)
0: yeah, it just, it was one of those things I think where they just, they talk very generally about lots of stuff and just not really about this episode in particular, (laughs) which they do a lot. Those commentaries. It's fun to hear Neil Patrick Harris, just like shooting the shit with, Oh, he was on that one. He's on, I think he was on this one. He's on, he's been, he's on multiple ones and he's super enthusiastic about the show. But like, again, sometimes they talk about the episode they're doing a commentary on in this one. They, I, you, the only reason I even knew that they had, had this one on in the background while they were talking is because sometimes they would reference like oh yeah like that like as as an example (laughs) of what they were talking about and then go back to talking about other stuff so yeah i don't really i don't really know where this episode came from honestly (laughs) maybe i'll learn more at a later commentary when they bring that stuff up but as of this recording it's just an episode so
1: (laughs) well this episode uh, that we've referenced now a few times. Is Spider-Man the new animated series episode 6 on the DVDs. Or as it was airing episode 5. And it is called Tough Squeeze. Synopsis for this one per IMDb is. Three former KGB agents have a, bu- have a bunch of people hostage. Wow. <laughs> have a bunch of people hostage. Okay. Uh- <laughs> they only want Spider-Man. Period. The only problem is Peter is one of the hostages. He must figure a way... To turn into Spider-Man without blowing his cover. Oh man!
0: Oh, I love it! I love it!
1: Wow, love it's it. been a while since we had one of those.
0: No, they've been pretty good for this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, reasonable. They've been pretty reasonable. For this Show this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have a bunch of people hostage. This
0: wasn't even a very hard one to. It wouldn't be a very hard one no. to synopsize. It's a pretty straightforward episode. So no, it's
1: just. Know. I mean, it's it's just it's just um, it's a it's a writing issue, not a not a not a synopsis issue. <laughs> Sure, and again, we don't sure. know who's writing these, so you know, and I'm just, not writing them. So yeah. good, good for whoever's doing it.
0: Volunteer contributors. I can't exactly. be mad about it, but you know, maybe quality control for IMDb. Quality nice control. Right, right. <laughs> the original air date for this episode was July 25th, 2003. uh we've, We're familiar with who uh, worked on this episode because it was written by Adu Padden and directed by Morgan Gendel, who are like the main showrunner and story editors of this show. We talked about them both extensively on on our episode 132.
1: We do get a, a few characters introduced here. Three of them are kind of all together. They're kind of one character, but they are voiced by different people. And those are those KGB agents named Sergei, Alexei, and Boris. I take issue with the fact that they named one of these characters Alexei. Yeah. I'm very bothered by that.
0: Annoying. It's annoying. I agree. Very
1: bothered. One, mm. there are more Russian names than Sergei, Alexei, and Boris that you could have chosen from. <laughs> That's the first issue I have. The second issue is there is a very famous character named Alexi in this universe. It's ridiculous. It's it's, honestly, it's almost, if if there weren't such a good reason to name Miles Morales Miles, it would have been probably the same reaction people had to that where they're like, isn't there already a character named
0: Miles here? (laughs) You know what I mean? right well how do you know that they aren't just seeding alexi for the future and he's going to turn out to be the rhino later doug because i've watched (laughs) i was was gonna
1: say because i've watched five episodes of the show already (laughs) (laughs) i want that to be the case but Yeah, yeah i mean i don't know i don't know if they're allowed to use rhino for this show or not i mean i would assume that because they called somebody alexi who isn't rhino they're not allowed to use it but who knows we'll see sure Anyway, these these fellows are voiced by James Marsters, Brendan Connolly, and Ken Lerner and the sort of like lead guy is Sergey, and he is voiced by James Marsters and I feel like it would be silly for me to do James Marsters credits uh, because you're here and you know this off the top of your head <laughs> who this sure. guy is and everything he's done yeah. and I, I am not nearly as familiar
0: <laughs> no sure he's one, he's one of my guys I like him a right. lot like as a person in general and I, I think he's a good actor too but also he's like a really good guy and he, he's one of those actors where like the more I hear him on interviews like the more I kind of like him a lot because he's always seemed to kind of have have his pulse on things and i've seen him at at cons like multiple times too anyway he's most famous for being spike on uh both buffy and then he went on to to uh, be a a main role in the last season of angel as well um so one of that's what i know him from yeah that's what most that's what made him famous that's what 99 percent of people are going to know him from he was a breakout character from that show famously like Came onto Buffy to be like a half season character that would get killed off and was just too good and ended up staying there through the end of the run and into its <laughs> spinoff. So and still st- still exists to this day in the comics and shit. So like, yeah, uh, one of the best characters from that show and one of the best actors from that show. He's done a lot of other stuff that I really love, too, though. I actually didn't first see him on Buffy. The first time I saw him was on Smallville because he was Brainiac on Smallville and also very, very good on that show. Um, He played a very different version of Brainiac. I
1: was just going to say, how did they do Brainiac on that show? If you can do a brief version. (laughs) Brainiac
0: was basically a an alien T1000. Oh, okay. So he was like a shape sh- he was still like he was still you. an artificial intelligence. He was still extremely smart, but his power set was that he was a shapeshifter and he could like shoot, you know, he would like turn his hands into knives and stuff like mm. the T1000 would do. But most of the time he would just manipulate use his shapeshifting as in his intelligence to manipulate people. He could still also like hack into computers and stuff like that, too. <laughs> so like he was but he was one of those characters that like even when they didn't always use him very well he was always very cool to see and very well acted and one of one of the coolest things that they ever did on that show and one of the coolest reinventions I should say that they ever did on Smallville in mm-hmm. my opinion he was also Captain John Hart on Torchwood uh, and he made out with John Barrowman a couple oh. of times pretty great yeah wow
1: I didn't know that that's mm-hmm. very exciting
0: yeah yeah he's been on other stuff too that I'm less familiar with he was on Caprica which was like the Battlestar Galactica spinoff Ooh. yeah
1: I like Battlestar Galactic a lot and I just never watched Caprica.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so I don't uh, I don't know what his role was in that, but I know mm-hmm. he was in it. Um he was in like Marvel's Runaways show recently-ish too, but I didn't watch that either, so I don't know. Yeah. That's uh, another I don't yeah. know why I
1: didn't watch that either. I yeah. Those are probably the Runaways comics are some of the first comics that I really like sought out to read. Like that I wasn't reading incidentally. Um, and I really liked them. So I don't know why I never watched the show.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. And yeah, it looked really cool. I just kind of, those, the, the Marvel shows that were like runaways and like, cl- and, yeah. And like cloak and dagger, like that kind of stuff. I feel like I just always forgot existed, mm-hmm. which, yeah, too. you know, felt weird, felt like almost weirdly intentional that they're kind of getting buried, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're not MCU shows, but I don't know. But those are the main things that he's done. He's done other stuff in addition to that. But um, I mean, he's also, he was also famously <laughs> Piccolo in the I terrible was just Dragon say, Ball movie. I'm <laughs> shocked you haven't mentioned
1: Piccolo. Cause
0: why would you? Cause it sucks. <laughs>
1: I mean, look. We mentioned the 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 legend of Chun Li. That's true. Uh, we might That's as true. well mention Dragon Ball Dragon Evolution. Evolution.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you know what? He was committed to that role. I think he had a lot of fun. He was. Wait, have he you was seen it? it? I've never. No, I've never oh, seen okay. it. Oh, okay. I just know this, and I've seen clips. And I know from him talking about it, I think it's one of the things where it's like, I know it sucked, but I had fun. So whatever. It's a very like Ryan
1: Reynolds, Green Lantern situation.
0: I think so. I think he.
1: "Eh, we thought it was fun, though.
0: I think he posted like a funny, like, quote unquote, apology for it on Instagram. Like years and years later, it's just like, by the way, I know you all hate this movie. I know. I'm sorry. I've caused you so much pain. Yeah. yeah, but he's, I feel he's like a cool dude. That's a dude. fun attitude to have about it. He's one of my favorites. He's he's a good guy. He's he does he makes a lot of music too. That's that's oh I he didn't does know that. It, yeah, um, I don't. It's uh not my jam usually, sure. but uh, but it seems like that's something he loves to do. And nice. He's a really good. If you ever are at a con with him, like go to one of his panels because he's he's great on on panels. Nice. Yeah.
1: See, I knew you would do James Marsters way more justice than I ever could. <laughs>
0: I don't like him very much in this episode, though. I don't think he's that. He's fine, but
1: I mean, I just think he's. I just don't think he's utilized. I don't think like, he's I don't not think, utilized. Whatsoever. If you're gonna have him on your show, do something way cooler yeah. with him than this. And that's not to say that, like, I actually. I mean, I'll. I'll to get ahead of things, like, I like this episode. Fine. Yeah, it's a fine. Like, it's. A, I, I'm not offended by this episode. Adequate it's episode. Probably the second best episode we've covered.
0: <laughs> I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah.
1: But it's just these these characters. These, Sergey, Alexei, and Boris may as well be enforcers, you know what I mean? Where, like, you're never yeah. going to get your best content from this group because they're really just there to do, they're really there to be, like, a force as opposed to characters.
0: Yeah, the episode is about, is about the obstacle that these characters create, yeah. not about exploring these villains as characters. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So
1: having James Marster's voice, one of them is like, cool get, but probably yeah. not your best your best right. placement.
0: The coolest thing about it is that we got an opportunity to talk about James Marsters a little exactly. bit on a podcast exactly. about it. That's yeah. about it. <laughs>
1: well, you know what I would have expected is, is, is more like the other two guys or maybe just the third guy. Cause the second guy, the guy who voices Alexi isn't a nobody, you know, but the mm-hmm. third guy kind of is. Alexia is voiced by Ken Lerner, who is also a Buffy Connection. He was the principal, I guess, in the first season. Is
0: yeah, that- he was Principal Flutie. He got eaten by a bunch of kids who were possessed by the spirits of Hyena's oh, yeah. It's great. Famously. What a it's great, great, great way to go. It's cool. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's such like, it was such a bonzo thing to happen that like it's referenced many times like you know the first principle got eaten right amazing amazing okay
1: that that uh that contextualizes a little bit because that's kind of how it was presented when i was looking stuff up for him it was like it yeah. feels weird that this is so highlighted but okay that makes sense yeah um he also played a character named rocco baruffi 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 on right. about a dozen episodes of happy days um, he was an attorney on about a half dozen episodes of Chicago Hope and he plays Lou Schwartz on the Goldbergs. Um, so he's been, he's been acting for like 50 years. I think um, he's got a decent number of credits over those 50 years appearing in tons of TV shows, typically in like one or two episode guest roles. So I imagine he's the kind of guy that like you've probably seen a bunch of times if you watch a lot of like network television, but might not necessarily be able to pull his name or or whatnot.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And then Boris is voiced by a guy named Brendan Connolly who has like barely any TV and film credits like to the point where I was like is this guy even an actor and maybe this is unintentionally mean but like he is he just doesn't have credits really so I don't know what he's doing. Um he could, could do like stage
0: work or something. He could,
1: you know? but usually I can find that.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: that's usually the first thing I look for. If, if there's an actor on a show that has like no IMDB credits, I usually then immediately look to see like, okay, do you have like big theater credits or something? Mm-hmm. It's not to say he isn't doing theater, but like I couldn't find this guy doesn't even have a website, you know. there's like nothing listed on his LinkedIn. Like that's gotcha. how that's how much I was trying to find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's fine. He Boris barely talks. So he was in the movie Titanic as somebody and he was on an episode of sex in the city as somebody. So that's, that's Boris. (laughs) Uh, We also get a character named Indy and this is sort of the bigger, the bigger character to highlight here, because I do believe I saw that she is recurring. So this is Indy. She's voiced by, um, Oh, I meant to look up if this is angel or angel. I didn't look it up. So I'm so sorry, but we'll say angel Brooks, Correct me if I'm wrong. I I didn't do my due diligence.
0: My gut says Angel, so it's funny that your gut says Angel, but I don't know for sure. That's yeah, just I how know. I always pronounced it.
1: I'll say it right next time, I promise. But she played the best friend of Pamela Anderson's character in VIP, which we mentioned a few weeks ago because a producer and writer for this show both worked on that show. Yep. <laughs> so that's where she where she enters the the picture.
0: Are we going to have to do a commentary, a Patreon commentary on an episode of VIP? Like is that
1: Cuz that... I don't think I'd like to, but I will. <laughs> It does seem very bizarre.
0: Yeah, I think it seems like it's a fu- It's it's meant to be a fun show, not like a serious show. So yeah, it, yeah, might, yeah. it might be fun to watch. Yeah, it might we be a good right luck type with, of thing. And we had good luck with Stripperella, another Pamela Anderson project we were dubious about. That's true. So maybe we like true. it.
1: I do feel like Pamela Anderson is the type of person that I should know more about and care more about and just don't really like it. She seems really fun. (laughs) like Maybe, but I don't know about her. Maybe, maybe she's not, who knows? Um, (laughs) she ends up involved in a lot of fun stuff. So sure. She also had recurring roles as Tony on the Parkers and as Holly on Malcolm and Eddie, which is a show I always forget existed, which is hilarious because I watched it. Like I watched Malcolm and Eddie, but I frequently forget it existed. It's a, it's a spinoff of, um, isn't it a spin off of something? Isn't it a spin off of one of Is it a Cosby spin-off or no? Oh,
0: I'm not sure. I n- I never watched it either. So I, I well, don't no, know. No, because his
1: name is Malcolm. His name wasn't Malcolm on the Cosby show.
0: Mm, Malcolm right? Malcolm Jamal Warner was his actor's name, not right. his character's name. Yeah. No, that was okay, my so first thought. I was like-I was like, yeah, no, that was his name. Wait, no, that was. Yeah. Malcolm Jamal Warner, never
1: mind. No, that's just his name. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> anyway, she was on both of those shows, and she's she's appeared in a bunch of guest spots on a ton of na- like major network sitcoms uh, from the mid-90s to early aughts, like Fresh Prince, Family Matters, Martin, Jamie Foxx, Parenthood, Wayne's Brothers, King of Queens, tons of stuff. Um, sure. And what's weird is this does appear to be her only voice acting credit, which maybe isn't weird for this show.
0: Not for the show. She, I like her a lot in this. I think she's really fun. I do, too. She's really fun. I really like Indy as a character a lot. I think <laughs> that she's a really nice breath of fresh air in this show in that so many characters in this show are written to be so like disaffected and like that very kind mm-hmm. of like Gen X 90s thing that we've, uh, sometimes they write it okay, but mo- well, one episode, they wrote it okay. And most of the time it just kind of gets grating and annoying because it seems like everyone just, it doesn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. And then she rolls in as just like fun and weird and fast talking and like high energy and like actually legitimately funny and kind of mm-hmm. awkward sometimes. It's just like an injection of energy that I honestly wish was there from the beginning. Like it's a bummer that it took to like almost halfway through the the season for her to show up because there's no other character that has the energy that she has. And I feel like it was really missing from this show.
1: Right. It's interesting too, because like, I don't know if Indy based on the one episode I've seen with her, like, I don't know if Indy is a character that I would necessarily gravitate to in other shows. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure Uh, TBD on that one, but I do think because the context of the show is what it is, I'm fully with you. Like, she's so refreshing. Yeah. she's. I appreciate her presence so much. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And Indy was a character that I remember liking when I watched it originally and that I was worried going into this, you know, going into this for the podcast. And it's like, is this going to be a character that, like, was actually really problematic or, like, really annoying and I just never noticed it? But, like, no. I liked her back then and I still like her now. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Do you know? I, I don't know. But do you know... How she ends up being a character in the show, like where does she come from or anything?
0: I don't. She's not based on anything. I think that they just wrote another female character and they didn't just want to write. I guess they would rather have made up a character than use like Gwen Stacy or Betty mm-hmm. Brann or whoever. I mean, and because you know, for one, it gets another person of color on the show
1: who's not a villain.
0: Who's not a villain? Yeah, because she's. I don't know if they ever state what. Like, I, I think because I think that her last name is Japanese, I think I'm mm, remembering correctly. I maybe? don't know.
1: The I'm the not sure. subtitles are the subtitles are I think often unreliable, but her yeah. name is Daimonji. And the so way it it's wrong. spelled doesn't look Japanese, but I don't trust the subtitles to spell her name right.
0: Yeah, I either way they don't clarify if she's like East Asian or, or South Asian or anything like that. But I, she is like a she is of Asian descent. Like they do say that explicitly. Okay. Um. So she is, or at least is meant to be read that way, and then voiced by a black woman. So like. Either way, you have a person of color on the main cast. Yeah, the-
1: she's clearly not white, and she's a yeah. not a villain, and she's part of the main cast. Like that's yeah. pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I'll double check on the name thing because I feel like I I I remember reading somewhere there there's some it was there was some ambiguity because like her first name and last name are like. Very, t- very clear, two clear, like, delineations from, like, for the etymology for two of them. Like, um, two separate ones? Like, two separate ones, yeah. Okay. Like, cause I think her first name is Indira, right? And so, I, I don't know. I'll-, I'll look into that for next sure. time. Because she is going to appear again. So, we'll have plenty more to say about Indy in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I
1: can actually say the voice actor's name right next time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll-, I'll-, I'll look into that further to see if there's ever been more clarification on her, like, ethnicity cool. or anything.
1: Cool. I mean, it's 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 clearly a character they thought a lot about in creating her. So
0: yeah, I look yeah, forward to learning more for about sure. her. For but sure. this is our introduction to her, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm glad that we're that she's here. It's a good introduction, and I'm I'm hoping there will be more about her on the commentary because they didn't talk about her at all on the commentary That's, for this episode, which is annoying. The
1: more you <laughs> tell me about these commentaries and these special features, like the more bizarre they <laughs> it's so frustrating. like.
0: It's such a clear
1: but bizarre picture of what you're going through.
0: Yeah, it's so frustrating. We'll see. Again, she appears again, so maybe there'll be commentary where they talk about her explicitly, and I'll find out more. I hope so. I hope so, too. All
1: right, well, let's do this. Let's get into this one. The episode opens with an armored and jet-packed trio breaking into and interrupting a boardroom like at the top of a skyscraper, I guess, at least very yeah. high up on a skyscraper, where folks, this was so funny to me, especially when I started the episode, because I had no idea what was going on, where <laughs> folks are receiving news that the company meal and drink expenses have been limited due to low numbers and low company performance. So only one alcoholic drink, everybody, looking at you. Like <laughs> It's just such a it's weird so moment. weird. <laughs> and I was really worried, Derek. I was so worried when the episode opened with like a boardroom talking about like numbers (laughs) and like corporate performance. I was like, son of a bitch. Like we just covered such a fun episode and we're getting back into like white collar crime. (laughs) But no, luckily this stupid but funny meeting is interrupted uh, by these jetpack guys. Yes. The leader of these jetpack guys, Sergey, like we said, introduces the group as, pterodax like the group of them is just called pterodax which i guess somebody else named them and they just adopted they thought it was fitting uh and it's fitting because they fly they have tough hides and they will snap anyone's head off who makes trouble cool guy sweet (laughs) cool guy, edgy sergey (laughs) so edgy
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy well meanwhile on the (laughs) Jesus, weird cut <laughs> really strange cut weird cut to an even <laughs> weirder scene yes. i hate this so much it's the so fiery weird. passion this episode is fine generally yeah, the episode <laughs> overall is fine it's fine but good god this was just like oh no is this gonna be another dumpster fire because on the esu quad yeah. peter harry and mj are using Binoculars that they just call Binox over and over again. Binocs. It's obnoxious. Binox, Binox. They're just using <laughs> Binox just to spy on people who are like just across the across campus who are making out. Mm-hmm. I, and they're just making fun of them.
1: Yeah. It's what? it's really weird. Weirdos. It's, I, I feel like they probably just thought this was like a relatable thing, right? Like, oh, look at those look at that couple being pda excessive Literary, but, like, but they're
0: looking at them with binoculars right, why do all three of them have right. binoc- have state-of-the-art oscorp binoculars to do this it's so it's, bizarre it's very literally weird. <laughs> who has ever done this in their lives
1: it's not like they're just like drinking their coffee and there are people at the next table
0: you yeah, know why didn't they just do that why did they have them spying on them the binoculars the don't, don't really co- right they don't ever come role. into play again <laughs> i guess the only reason that they wanted them to have binoculars is so it'll be it, is does peter c tear in a second with the binoculars is that what it is or does he just see them no
1: he sees them with his with the naked eye and then further looks at them with the binocs
0: why do they need these binocs that are pretty fly i don't don't understand they're pretty fly i don't understand
1: (laughs) i don't know i truly do not know
0: (laughs) it's so weird can i also just say this is just a funny thing There's a character model that they use repeatedly. The guy who's making out that they're spying on is this. Is it the guy with the soul patch? The dude with the soul patch, or like he's got a goatee. He's got a goatee and a tight and a tight. Skin tight black long sleeve shirt. He was a protester in the first episode. I don't recall if he's showed up between then and now, but I can tell you, having done, having watched through the whole season, he shows up a fuck ton. Is he not he the shows same
1: up... guy with the soul patch who's a hostage later in this episode? No. Yes,
0: that's what I was just gonna say. He is a hostage later in the episode. He has a, he has a goatee sometimes, I guess, and a soul patch other times. Most of the time, he has okay. a goatee. When he was a protester, he had a goatee. In this sequence, he has a goatee, and then I guess he has a soul patch as a hostage but he does show up again later. It's the same guy. Cause I think he's I also so. kind of, he's also kind of balding. He's like, he's, I think he's drawn to be like a little bit older. Um, but he shows up all the goddamn time in that same skin tight black, black shirt.
1: I was going to ask you about this because but I was going to ask you about it later. Cause I didn't catch that. He was the same guy making out, but I definitely caught it with the hostage. You will definitely notice him. He, he looks kind of like, kind of like, the the brown haired guy in Road to El Dorado, like he's kind of tall and got a thinner thinner face a little bit. Like, am I wrong? Am I thinking of the right
0: guy? I think so. Well, he's a little bit. Uh, wait, maybe no. I'm talking maybe about. Maybe we're a guy thinking who's of almost... two
1: different guys who keep showing up.
0: Because the guy I'm thinking of is a little more heavy set. Almost okay. We might be thinking yeah. of different guys. So I think my guy does always have a goatee, and you have. But a they both guy have tight black shirts,
1: back. though. <laughs> that's, yeah, they that's they what made me notice shirts.
0: it. <laughs> This this guy was a protester, and then the making out, and okay, maybe he's not a hostage. Then maybe i maybe there maybe there's two hostages with tight black shirts. I don't know because I, I swear know. I thought he was also a hostage, and but I mean, know that he pops up later on too.
1: Here's the thing: I mean, it's like it's to be expected, sure. Especially, oh yeah, especially, sure. especially. I mean, it's to be expected on any TV show with extras. We saw this all the time in 2017. We always called out the Stegosaurus haired guy. Um but like, especially on a CGI show where you already have all the assets built, they're basically like puppets, you know, like yeah. you're going to just drag and drop them into the next scene. Don't come for me. I know I'm oversimplifying that, but yeah, yeah. Um, th- of course, we're going to see the same people. It's just funny that they don't even like change their shirt. Color. That's what I was
0: going to say. I was like, it's. It, I know it's, it's, it's an extra step, but it can't be that hard to just make that solid colored shirt blue instead of black or something, you know, Yeah, so it's I'm less pretty sure it wouldn't be less. that tough. <laughs> It's funny they're just like nope, nope. He's just gonna yeah, keep if they can up, man. fully
1: change Peter's clothes in last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. They can they can change the color of his shirt for next yeah. year.
0: But I'm going to keep an eye going forward on the the. I guess both of them
1: because I yeah. I, now I, I need to check to see if the guy I'm thinking of is in fact showing up a bunch because I yeah. just remember the stupid little triangle soul patch.
0: Yeah, that this I, one I, guy I has. I think my guy my guy is definitely a different guy. Uh, I think
1: they got to be different guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I do like that my guy everyone is a,
1: wears tight shirts in this. Oh, place. I know. I love it too.
0: Because <laughs> my guy is like a little bit kind of hot is the thing. So, Oh,
1: like, the guy I'm thinking about is not hot. Yeah. And you yeah. and I have similar taste.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. My guy is definitely like more dad vibes. So like, I uh, yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> that was a fun Interesting tangent. Interesting that
1: that's the model that they chose to have being a college student making out on the quad. Although I right? guess we don't know they're college students.
0: Yeah. But they don't have to be. It could be a professor making out with a student in the oh, middle boy. of campus. I don't know. Oh,
1: boy. Is this Amazing Friends?
0: <laughs> wow, that the one, that's the
1: one where we go to a party at a professor's house, right?
0: What a callback! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah. So um, Harry notices Peter and MJ being especially touchy and flirty again. Are they like getting off on watching people make out? It's weird. Anyway, they're they're being flirty, so Harry's like, "Um, I gotta go. I'm gonna leave you two lovebirds together." Um, but Peter so like doesn't awkward. get it. They're
1: making fun of people who are who are making out and being a public display, and Peter's like basically grinding on Mary Jane. It's
0: so weird. It's so fucking weird. And it, and it's just the Peter MJ dy- dynamic persists as this thing that is so unclear of like. Does Peter like her, but doesn't want to be with her because of Spider-Man or is he authentically oblivious? I genuinely don't know. And this episode only clouds it further. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't get it. And I don't like it. But Peter, Peter apparently doesn't get what Harry's doing by leaving the two of them alone. And MJ is like, no, clearly he left us together to talk to each other. Like, obviously, Peter, you dumbass. And it's your typical Mary Jane trying to pry and get him to talk about his feelings towards her that she knows that he has. Uh, but before they can really get into a conversation, Peter notices the pterodax guys flying around the building and uh, dips out. He doesn't even say like, oh, there's something happening. I'm going to cover it for a story. He's just like, oh, I got to go to chem lab because they moved the lab farther across yeah. campus. Bye. Bro, Idiot. you have a
1: built-in excuse. We've now established in this show that you are a photographer. Idiot. We've seen you sell pictures. Idiot. Whatever. Very dumb. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. I guess we're gonna see him sell pictures. I guess this is uh,
0: Didn't we see We saw Jameson no. once before this. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. we've seen we yeah. know that he does it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we do come back to the boardroom, and in the boardroom, one of the board members, I think the one that was delivering the bad news about alcoholic drinks, insists there's nothing valuable in the boardroom safe. And Sergey's like, that's bullshit. There are diamonds in there. In fact, they are state-of-the-art hyper-diamonds. What
0: the fuck is a hyper-diamond?
1: I don't know, but you use them in laser weapons, I guess. <laughs> that's what thats what hyper-diamonds are for, is, is lasers. <laughs> okay. um, and they confirm this because they have like this cool X-ray... It's not really a camera. It's sort of like, it looks like a futuristic tablet that is just purely a pane of glass. Yeah. And they do this cool thing where they show you it's an x-ray device first by sh- by having it held up to somebody's body. Mm-hmm. So you see inside their body and then they show you a camera shot from the other side of the tablet, which shows an x-ray of like the safe.
0: Yeah. It's really I just neat. thought that was cool. It's really neat. It's all totally pointless. None of this really matters. Yeah, yeah. But it's still cool like, that they yeah. just added that little flourish there.
1: If, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do nonsense, make it state-of-the-art hyper diamonds, laser <laughs> weapons, and two-way X-ray things where I get to see your heart and your ribs.
0: I will never get over hyper diamonds. Like, if that's a real thing that exists, I would love it just because that, that name be is thing. so ridiculous. Hyper diamonds. Pos- it's coal crushed into a Gem, what could that mean? What what would make it hyper? I don't, I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I love know. it though. I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I want everything to be hyper diamonds. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're gonna, I give was me just a... <laughs> gonna say, don't you dare propose to me unless that's a hyper diamond. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: I I never needed a ring, but uh, but if you're gonna put a I hyper diamond like on that ring, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would take a hyper diamond ring though. That's so funny. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. So Spider-Man arrives. Uh, He successfully fights the two lesser pterodax dudes who aren't James Marsters, uh, despite their repulsor guns.
1: More repulsor weapons. This This show is obsessed with repulsor beams.
0: I guess because it's just like easy to animate, just like a beam that makes people fly. Yeah, (laughs) you just got to throw stuff around the set. Right. That's probably all it is. I will say there's one little bit from the Amazing Spider-Facts feature on that DVD that's like kind of... it's it's kind of interesting, I guess. The beams they said are explicitly inspired by the animated Ghostbusters show, like the how the beams were shown. So they designed the beams to look like that, just because I guess. I guess Aren't some they people- just like don't they just look like circular waves? They kind of do, but I guess maybe that's exact. But but I think people worked on on extreme Ghostbusters at least gotcha. who worked on this show, so it's like an intentional. They, they pulled the design. They probably rip it off, especially like explicitly hmm. from there. Okay. They also said this one was a head scratcher for me. This is the fight choreography in the sequence and Spider Man's fighting them in the office is inspired by the born Identity. Uh, I don't okay. know. Because it's a confined space, maybe. I guess so. I was watching it, and I'm—I've seen the Bourne Identity. I'm not—I mean, it's been a long time, so maybe there's like specific moves that they were copying. But it just felt like a fight scene to me. It didn't feel like anything special. But I I
1: wonder if it's one of those scenarios where they just used Bourne Identity as action reference, and then. And then they're describing it as like inspired by that's like using reference is totally normal.
0: Sure. Yeah. But that's that's possible. Yeah.
1: But yeah, if it's not like an iconic scene, (laughs) right. It's a strange, strange way to put it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That was, like I said, that was kind of a head scratcher for me, but cool, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Better than some of the facts those things have given me. So yeah. (laughs) Like the one where Spider-Man the spider sense goes off and the pot and the fact pops up saying his spider sense is tingling. Oh, thanks.
1: shoot. I'm so glad. Go- I was wondering what that was.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> anyway. um, Yeah. Fights happens. Uh, Sergei tosses one of the board members out of the hole that they came through in the building. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, which allows the trio to escape while Spider-Man tries to save her. I think, did we? Uh, No, we didn't. We mentioned Not this off Mike. mic. We didn't mention. <laughs> there's a hilarious <laughs> bit. Where a ta- like a conference table just gets thrown out of that hole in the mm-hmm. building. And you're just like off at the distance. hear a woman screaming like from far away. What's like-
1: funny is I wouldn't have even noticed it if it weren't for the fact that they clearly want you to barely hear it. Because like they throw the table out the hole. And then they just have a moment where Spider-Man is like kind of off center in the frame. And it's just sort of like, what the fuck? Why did you just throw a table out there? And then you hear this very light scream. Yeah. What happened to that
0: woman? But, but what's so funny is that like in a a couple, like a couple scenes later, yeah. Jameson specifically is like, isn't it weird that an entire conference table got thrown out of a building and no one got hurt
1: because they know what they did. <laughs> they know exactly what they did.
0: It's so bizarre.
1: It's very weird. It's very weird. I mean, it's like, it's this the is kind so of- much better than throwing that fucking, like telescope case at somebody and then oh be like God. get her
0: to the hospital that's the thing that's the thing it's a, it's like it's the kind of weird that isn't really bad i wouldn't say it's funny for us when you're picking it apart and like it, if you notice it it will take you out of the scene but like it's not it's not horrible it's just like either it was a poor attempt at comedy or they just weren't thinking right this and one? it came out funny yeah I don't I think it's mean. hilarious. I, I do. I think it is hilarious. But I'm saying like, it feels like
1: the type of thing somebody threw in on the like, it was a decision yeah. that like the sound guy made.
0: Yeah. Like it's, it's a thing that it doesn't, it doesn't like positively or negatively affect anything. It's just like a funny <laughs> little weird yeah. thing that the show did. Yeah. It's and I'm like happy with that screaming. kind of stuff.
1: It's like when you throw something off scene and kind of yeah. screams.
0: Yeah. 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 Whereas, you know, other stuff that we've commented on is just bad animation and a uh, bad, bad storytelling yeah. choice. This is just like, whatever. doesn't affect anything. Who cares? Yeah. It's weird. Let it be stupid. Let it be absurd. Yeah, right. It's fine. Exactly. Either way, they escape while Spider-Man tries to save the, the lady that got thrown out. Uh, but noting that they never got the diamonds from the safe, Sergei tells his fellow Pterodax, pterodaxes
1: <laughs> that their mission isn't over. Such a bizarre choice to give the group a name. Because it's it's weird. Like, do I refer to them as the Pterodax? Right. Or are they Pterodaxes?
0: Because it's like, you know, the Enforcers is the Enforcers. Right. But the fact that they give them, there's no the, and it's like ambiguous as to if Pterodax is a plural or not. Is it just it's the three look. of them?
1: Is it an organization? Right. Like, what? It's weird. It's a b- very bizarre choice. And it doesn't matter. Dinosaurs have nothing to do with this episode.
0: Yeah. It's very strange. Somebody thought it was just a cool sounding name. Yeah. And like. It is. I think it's a cool name. It would just be cooler in a I different. Don't. I think it would be cooler in a different context. I think. I think the context is important because Pterodax for this group makes is silly and and doesn't it doesn't fit their characters and it's kind of silly. I think Pterodax for a squad of dinosaur warriors yeah. sounds cool as fuck.
1: If you're not using dinosaurs, th- this this name is cool only in the context of dinosaurs. Yeah, I think. Yeah, using it for literally anything else is kind of
0: It doesn't make sense otherwise. <laughs>
1: anyway (laughs) later that day peter sells pictures of the pterodax incident to j jonah jameson uh because i guess he was taking pictures it's weird we haven't really seen him take pictures of his stuff really no um so i guess that's a thing that's happening now or maybe for just this episode who knows um but he sells pictures of this incident to j jonah jameson who gives peter a hard time as we would expect offers severely uh two less money for the photos. Uh, and Peter initially is like, well, that's stupid. Like, no, these are worth more than that. But then he notices across the street, there's like a television studio, which is called empire one and agrees to Jameson's offer, which is weird at first. But then you realize like, Oh, there's something behind this because he specifically agrees to Jameson's underpaid offer with a sort of clause, I guess, to the agreement that is an exclusivity agreement for still photos of the crime scene. Yes. I don't think any of this was necessary. Nope. Nope. Because he shouldn't be the one making an exclusivity agreement. Jameson should be the one pitching that and then paying a lot for it. But I guess the idea is that specific agreement. If he can trick Jameson into agreeing to an exclusivity cause for still photos, he can argue that Jameson can't give him grief or refuse to buy his photos for selling video elsewhere. Yeah. I well, guess, I think he idea. can, he
0: can, he can double dip. Basically he can, yeah. he can sell his photos and his video footage to do to two, to two different places at the same time. It's just
1: weird though. Cause he can already do that. And you would think that Jameson would be the one to propose exclusivity over Peter Parker's right. content in general yeah. to prevent Peter from double dipping. But I think because we don't really know this Jameson. So that's part of the problem. Yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming that Peter assumes that, If Jameson were to find out without some sort of agreement like this, he would just then refuse to buy any of Peter's stuff.
0: Right. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I feel like a lot of this is pointless because honestly, they could have made things very easy by just having Empire One be part of the Daily Bugle and just be a subsidiary of the Daily Bugle or something. And Peter just goes downstairs anyway right. like or something you know because
1: right, like, jay 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 J. jonah jameson's barely a character anyway right so you don't need to include him at all i mean i like that he is included but i, I guess, don't think it's a I, great version of him so yeah. it's like it's like it's i like, like when you include J. jonah jameson but if you're gonna do it like do it right he's so easy to do correctly
0: and they still don't <laughs> and they don't I, do
1: him correctly in this one at all i, so I it's want like, to
0: just be happy just to have a scene with jameson but like i don't i so don't right. care for this one at all that like it's like okay yeah. well get past it so we can get to the real stuff
1: you also could. And I think any season, any series that would have an actual J Jonah Jameson character incorporated would do this. You could just have J Jonah Jameson offer a shitty price. Peter, turn it down, sell them somewhere else and have J Jonah Jameson feel betrayed. And yeah. that's the moment where you realize J Jonah Jameson actually cares about his people. Like yeah. that's like, again, J Jonah Jameson's so easy to do. So yeah. including, but they don't want to do have Orley him Orley in, is annoying.
0: They don't want to have him in more than one scene every four episodes. So I like, <laughs> This uh, is what we'll we get.
1: And <laughs> uh, just don't use him.
0: Yeah, I know. That's that's the thing. It's like, I, I understand that the writers were under constraints because of MTV's dumbass fucking stupid right. <laughs> mandate right, right. for no old people. I get that. Context but, and, is
1: important. I appreciate that they yeah. at least wanted him here.
0: But I do think that that is a point where you just cut your losses and just leave him out of the show like you did with Aunt May. Full it, agree. Because this doesn't work. Well, so shortly after, kind of like we were implying, Peter decides to uh, try to sell video footage of the incident to that television studio, Empire One, uh, which is across the street from the Daily Bugle. Uh, but they <laughs> actually turn it down for being <laughs> too high quality. Because it's just like, well, wow, this is so great. But, you know, our whole thing is like we want amateur footage. And this doesn't look amateur. So, no.
1: So weird. It's so for bizarre. For two reasons. One... That's just a weird reason to turn something down. But two, weird that Peter has the equipment to take such high quality video.
0: Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's what he put on his credit card.
0: Finally, we solved it. (laughs) I mean, in
1: two thousand three, if he's buying a camera good enough and small enough to carry around with him and take video footage too good for Empire One, yeah, (laughs) maybe that's what he's paying off.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's like they're trying to be funny with that. Like, I I like I I appreciate the attempt at like sort of the turn there. Like, you don't expect it to be too good for them. Right. (laughs) But it's just so silly. It it just is like it's almost like they thought a little too much about it like it's yeah <laughs> it, it, it's a little it, too heady of a joke On think, ultimately it doesn't really make sense for peter parker
1: i think it's supposed to be a parker luck moment but it feels like outside of parker luck you know like it yeah. doesn't feel like it quite nails the parker luck thing but <laughs> yeah, it's very i appreciate silly. that they're thinking about stuff like that it's, it's still like those a, it's, weird circumstances only peter parker would run into
0: sure and it's still it's still there's still an easier route where you could have gone in there and said this looks bad and then and then he gets out <laughs> and, that's, and that's boring right. you know like we've seen right. that a million times i so. would prefer
1: this over it's not good enough yeah of,
0: of course Yeah. And like he's but uh, it it leads him to basically being there at Empire One, not really sure what to do. uh, But he sees a uh, he meets this researcher with aspirations of being a reporter uh, who we will learn is Indy, who we've talked about before. But the way he interacts with her, is, or the way he first sees her, is that she's just like standing there, just like talking to herself, pretending to be a reporter, like pretending to report on stuff, which is mm-hmm. so cute. Like it's such like almost like a kid thing to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny because she's just like in the middle of the room.
0: I know. People, and <laughs> yeah, people are just walking by. It's sort of like, oh, she must do this all the time. And they're just totally uh-huh. used to this happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, Indy notices them. I think it's actually. I think it's it's a nice. It's a it's a it's a cute little meet cute because like she notices him and is like, oh okay, well you noticed me being a weirdo right now. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> this is also weird. So their meet cute is that as they're chatting, Peter gets distracted by a this big ass monitor that's like on the catwalk above that like is about to fall, so he like. Webs it and help me describe this because it's too much.
1: This is wild. Okay. It's, it is too much. I literally peek behind the curtains. I didn't even know how to put this into words on the page. So basically, imagine if you will, we're going to lay out the, the, the geography of this room for a second because I think it's necessary yeah so they're in they're in like a news studio like where you would where you would watch like the local news right so there's like a desk there's a background all this sort of stuff then there's all the equipment you see off screen and then there's a catwalk above the whole thing there's a guy on a catwalk there is a loose monitor like a television screen sitting on the catwalk and this crew guy kicks it off of the catwalk on accident as it's falling, the cords that are attached to the monitor, but not plugged in, I guess, or maybe they are plugged in for this to to work.:
0: Yeah, they have to be plugged in somewhere.: They
1: do have to be plugged in, you're right? So they 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 manage to like catch the guy who kicks them and pin him to the catwalk. Peter then uses his webbing discreetly to catch it, like catch the oh, you know what it is. Peter catches the cord. So that's what's actually creating the oh, tension, right? Right. So yeah. it's not a te- it's not plugged into anything, but Peter's able to catch the monitor because the co- because the cord isn't attached to anything. So behind Peter's back, he's he's holding on to the cord for this monitor that is then yeah. being tracked up through the ceiling and to this catwalk where it's
0: pinning this guy down and choking him. And India is looking right at him and doesn't see like the strand of web right. behind him. I guess she's just too fixated on this hot guy's face. Too to fixated on hot guy.
1: And they're clearly uh, not good at cord management in this studio.
0: Good God. No.
1: So maybe it's, maybe that web is just another cord hanging from the ceiling. Right. So it creates this weird sort of like final destination type situation Where this monitor, this huge monitor is hanging above Indy's head and only being held up by Peter, who's holding it up to prevent her from getting smashed. But the longer he holds it up to prevent her from getting smashed, the longer this crew member is being (laughs) choked. It's It's genuinely unnerving.
0: It's like, and it's just, but it's. I I genuinely it's so weird that I genuinely don't know if I like it or don't like my first instinct is like, why the fuck are they doing this? But then it's also like, I don't know if you're going to have your like, I've said meet cute a million times, but that's what they're trying to do is a meet cute between people where there's just weird stuff happening around them and they're all they're awkward with each other and there's obviously sparks and they're flirty like This is sort of I guess they're trying to do your Spider-Man version of it. And it's just but 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 their Spider-Man version of it is like this Rube Goldbergian like (laughs) the the scenario where a guy is dying while he's flirting with someone. It's so strange. There's there's a
1: part of I I think I'm also conflicted because there's a part of me, there's a part of me that appreciates the sort of like weird like you said, Rube Goldbergian horror element of it. Like, (laughs) like, but I don't know that the horror element like fits into what they're doing. Even though I think a lot of the parts do, like if you make this, I think you could make this a funnier scene and it would work better for these two characters where Peter's just trying to prevent something embarrassing from happening as opposed to deadly from happening. Mm -hmm. So like, I appreciate the weird, the weird like chain of events that they built for this to be the case but maybe it's just out of place. So I think I, I like it in a vacuum and I don't necessarily like it for this meat cute
0: scene. Does that make any sense? I think the asphyxiation th- thing is to is what sets me over the edge. That's like the element obviously that makes it like different and unique cuz I've never seen that on a Spider-Man show, but right. I think if you cut that out, you still have Spider-Man struggling to not have this monitor fall on this girl that he just met that he's flirting with while he's flirting with her and trying to figure out how to end this scenario but also he does he does like the girl so he doesn't want to not yeah. flirt with her um and there's tension there already that is still kind of funny and weird and then you know eventually instead of him letting go maybe the web strands break and then the thing falls down right as they finish flirting and you still have your funny little awkward yeah moment you
1: don't end. need the guy choking at all like, because the humor could li- oh it's totally it, i agree with you on that for sure i've i fully just appreciate the weird the weird the weird final destination of it all. Yeah. I don't think final destination belongs in this show. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you, you fully could have taken advantage of the moment, take the choking guy out and have all of the comedy and cuteness be in Peter trying to convince her to literally just step away from where she's standing. Oh, that would be so good. he he has a hard time doing it anyway, right? Like he's struggling to get her to just move, like just move, like just stop standing there. And I think you really could have played that up. That could have been the tension as opposed to this guy who's going to choke. If you can like, it, it created a weird, spider-man ish scenario where it's like save this one or this one how can you do both you know what right. i mean but like this was right. not the place for it <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's it's so, and it, i mean it ends up being kind of distracting when it's and you don't to be know like- either
1: of these characters yet so like there's no right. investment
0: yeah, well, it's it's distracting when it's supposed to be the first meeting between someone who is clearly designed to be, like, another potential love interest for Peter. And, like, you're just distracted by the guy who's choking on the catwalk when, <laughs> yeah. when you're supposed to be seeing the initial yeah. sparks between these two, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. don't even remember what they say to each other at this point because you're just fixated on the dude that's right. choking out is that gonna
1: Is that guy going to die? The show's right. not afraid to kill people. <laughs> is this how they meet? Is over
0: a guy dying? You know? Right, right.
1: You just yeah. don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't. Anything goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So, but everything's fine. It's all fine at the end.
1: Yeah. Um, for sure. Except <laughs> that monitor is totally smashed.
0: Sure. I mean, it would have been <laughs> smashed anyway because the guy knocked it off, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever.
1: Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular and up patrons, Bo, Eric, Steve, Carl, Katie, Mike, and Lillian.
0: If you would like to support our show too, our way of saying thanks is by giving you lots of cool Spidey goodies. You'll have early access to all our episodes, including our AMAs, where we answer your burning questions about anything and everything. And we mean everything.
1: If you join us at our $5 Spectacular level, you get to hear us let loose and talk about wackier stuff in our After Dark commentaries or our movie commentaries, where we watch every single Spidey-related theatrical film from the Raimi films to Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Verse, Venom, Avengers Endgame, and more.
0: And at our amazing tier, we'll invite you to be a guest on our show. That's right, you.
1: You all make our show better, whether it's by sending us Word Snappers words, making us fan art, joining our Discord community, or just listening to us every week. This is our way of saying thank you for supporting this show and inspiring us to dip into media even we didn't realize was on our radar.
0: Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate you. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. So later at Harry and Peter's apartment, Harry marvels at Peter's ability to charm Indy into uh in convincing the producer to buy his footage and uh Peter insists it was just because she believes he saved her life.
1: <laughs> this is, is such a weird lie. Lo- it took me a while to so wrap funny. my head around this 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 moment because I was like you did save her life. But he can't tell Harry he saved her life because the way he saved her life was like through superpowers. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. but but he does need to maintain the fact that he did not save her life in order right. to protect his identity. But right. And was that just me? Like I really, when I heard him say that, I was like, "Wait!" But you no, did. I was, well, I
0: was confused, and also the fact that she really has like a non reaction to the monitor falling behind her when it happens, which oh, I, I love think is that a, part. I think it's a funny moment. No, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. I think it's hilarious. I think it's like really funny. But then the fact that like, oh, but she does still apparently. <laughs> Recognize the direness of the situation, which is called out in the scene mm-hmm. that she did. So, well, you know. and we
1: get more context later that makes it even better, right? Because, like, yeah, she she thinks he saved her life, but she has no idea how he did it practically. Yeah, she's just convinced that he knew something was about to happen. Yeah, it's like funny. it's it's so funny to me, and I I I don't know if that if that part of her character continues or if it's just for this episode mm-hmm. but i love the idea that she as the sort of like weirdo right she's she's presented to us immediately immediately as a sort of like weirdo outcast at least in her own context yeah um an environment i love the idea that she just believes peter parker this random cute guy that she met is also like psychic Yep.
0: <laughs> so funny i love it i like indy a lot she's, she's super fun yeah um but yeah, so Harry then pokes fun at Peter for making a mixed CD <laughs> to you're thank so Indy. stupid. What the hell, dude? This girl you just met that you're that theoretically, obviously there were sparks, but theoretically this is a professional relationship right now, a new professional relationship and you're like I'm going to make a mixed CD for her.
1: and not think that that means anything. Look, like- here's the thing. On the off chance that you are somebody who listens to our show, who is significantly younger than us, we are in our early thirties. Sure, if you are not a millennial, if you are not around your thirties or older, maybe you don't understand the significance of a mixed CD. But like generally speaking, you only make mixed CDs for like people who are your very good friends, and that's like an activity you do together. Or you make it for somebody you have a crush on,
0: like yeah. that's what that's what a mixed CD is for. Yeah, that was that was like the social <laughs> contract that existed. Right. And making mixed CDs wasn't an easy thing to it, no. a very easy thing to do in two thousand and three, right? So. Right. Well,
1: and and the idea is that you are hand picking those songs. Yeah. So like, it's it one, it's not easy and it takes time. And two, you are hand picking songs to give to another person. It's you know, it's. <laughs> It's not. It's not enough. It's not just a thing you do as a thank you, Peter. I think Harry even says like a thank you card would be appropriate.
0: <laughs> right? Weird, <laughs> weirdo. Oh my gosh. Do you think he just like is he this oblivious and he just has a crush on her but doesn't realize how much of a crush he has on her? And is in, and is in denial about it?
1: I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's the so show has him. not done a very good job of is like. Does Peter? It's weird because in a a number of ways, Peter doesn't even read sexuality in other people, right? Sometimes that is what is being portrayed or even just romance in other people. It doesn't even have to be sexual. But, like, sometimes that's what he comes across as is, like, this sort of, like, child who doesn't understand, like, sometimes adults like each other more than friends or sometimes adults have sex or kiss. But then other times it's like he's a horny teenage boy like Peter Parker is often portrayed and both of those things present themselves like clearly in the show. And I, and they're kind of in conflict. Like yeah. it's not like he's a horny boy who doesn't know how to operate. Right. That's right. That's typically a Peter Parker thing or a horny boy who knows he can't like have connections to people. That's another typical Peter Parker thing. But like, a horny boy who doesn't understand what horny is like, that's not Peter Parker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here's a fun thing then, because I, I didn't think I'd have anything from the commentary, but I do have something from the commentary because one of the things that Neil Patrick Harris said on that commentary on this episode, I was looking up some of my older notes um, and he, I don't remember how it comes up, but there is a point where Neil is saying specifically that like, Oh yeah, I, I play, Peter is being like clueless and oblivious and awkward when girls are flirting with him, like intentionally. And the writers okay. are like, "Oh yeah, he is totally clueless and oblivious." See, so like, they apparently are writing him that way. Yeah, it's not it's but not clear. If on they're writing him
1: that way, how does he? I, I oh, man, now I want to go back and watch very closely for this specifically, because yeah. to know that they're writing him that way. It makes me worry that I'm specifically projecting other versions of Peter Parker onto this one. Maybe. And like assigning his behavior in certain ways. But I really don't think that's the case because like. So what, I what was he the, talking about earlier when he said sometimes words aren't enough?
0: I think the confusing thing is that this is the first time that we've seen him interact romantically in any way or or just the the most base level of flirting with anyone other than MJ, and his relationship with MJ is fucking broken and weird on this show, and doesn't make any goddamn sense because we are completely unclear on if. Mary Jane has told him about her feelings, and he turned her down because he's Spider Man. Or if she never told her her feelings, which is episode says I think She later, says in this later episode that, that she, she, she told did. him. Yeah. So, which, but earlier in the show, I think we were sort of like, well, I guess we got to operate under the idea that she never told him because That's none true. of this makes sense if she did. Like, I think, I think it was the first episode that we said that on because otherwise it doesn't really make sense the way that he Damn. acts with her. Um. So it really does just kind of depend on the episode. Does it? Is is he aware of Mary Jane's feelings? Is he oblivious because he's a dumbass? Is he pretending to be oblivious because he's Spider-Man? It literally changes based on the episode. And when you introduce Indy into the equation, that's the only time where I could maybe think that, oh, I guess they are just intentionally trying to make him oblivious so, because he would have no reason to to fake it with her, you know?
1: So we are to understand that Peter Parker made the... And, and I'm and, and just talking this out. I'm not questioning it necessarily. But we are to understand that Peter Parker met this girl who he views as having done him a favor, right? Uh, or, or you know, they exchange services by, you know, saving lives and getting producers to buy whatever. And then makes <laughs> her a mixed CD as a thank you, but not because he has a crush on her. Like, just purely because that's I think what he th- thinks is...
0: maybe. I think that he does have a crush on her and is just like... I think what they're trying to do is that he has a crush on her, but is too stupid and oblivious to recognize that that's what's going on. So it's I mean, not even just that
1: he doesn't recognize other people having feelings for him. We're supposed to operate as if he doesn't even understand when he
0: has a crush on some, maybe because like he doesn't
1: understand those feelings. I
0: think that's the only thing. I think it's like, it, cause it feels to me the only way that I can make sense of it is if it's like, when you're a little gay boy who doesn't know you're gay and you have a crush on a on a sure. on a on, yes. a on another boy Relatable. and you start giving him gifts and shit, it's just like, but I'm just doing it because he's my friend. But it's just right. like, but you wouldn't give okay. one of your friends all those gifts and make them mix CDs. That's what it feels like to me. It's just weird right. because straight this people Peter, sound
1: off. Is this a thing that
0: happens? <laughs> it's just weird because this version of Peter does seem to have a pretty good head on his shoulders yeah. in a lot of regards, like. And so it doesn't really – he doesn't seem to have – he doesn't even seem to have the the immaturity that, like, the spectacular Spider-Man Peter does, you know? Right. Like, that yeah. Peter truly was written to be oblivious and it made sense. This Peter is not – like, this Peter is pretty in tune with a lot of stuff. So the moments when he is totally oblivious to the girls around him, it's not just because he's awkward. It just makes him look like he's a fucking idiot for not picking up on any of this stuff. Yeah, And, like, again – You could have... I think that there is a charitable reading of, like, maybe he is kind of an asexual being who hasn't figured that out yet. Like, I don't know. Like, but... But I, I mean, if the, you're the writers do that, definitely. Though, you kind of have
1: to make it clear because Peter Parker is a literally long-established. But character. the writers, the writers weren't doing <laughs> like I'm saying. You right. can have a
0: charitable reading of that and analyze it as that. Like I, you could very well be reading Peter as Ace. You could be reading Peter as like a closeted gay. You could be reading Peter as like someone on the spectrum who has a hard time like connecting with people. There's plenty of charitable readings yeah. that you I could see you having that are valid, but. But if you're trying to look at the intentionality of what the writers were doing, like the 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 what Watsonian versus Doyleist, which one yeah. is which? Like the Watsonian Doylist,
1: is Watsonian is purely within the story, and right. Doyle is is considering the intention.
0: So if you're looking at the Doyleist point of view of that, the intention that the writers were doing, none of the writers were fucking thinking like, "What if Peter is Ace or something?" Like in 2003, not, they, don't even, no. they don't fucking they, no. <laughs> now, they they no. just <laughs> don't know how to fucking write. This shit is what it is. Like yeah. that's the thing. Their intention was never there. They just they just need to have relationship tension between Peter and MJ and anyone else he meets. And they're like, boys can be awkward around girls sometimes, right? Peter Parker's sometimes awkward, and so they just go with that. But the the levels of awkwardness and obliviousness just vary episode to episode, and in this case, doesn't make any goddamn sense.
1: Oh Th- yeah, this is wild. This is really confusing to me.
0: Doug, can I tell you, spoiler, it only gets more confusing. Yeah. Oh. It okay. will only get more confusing. <laughs> it is never it, it only gets worse the more the show goes along.
1: I do think I think you hit on something that might help. If I can if I can assign the feelings that you were talking about about being a very young gay kid mm-hmm. and not understanding that you have a crush on somebody who society identifies as the same as you when society typically tells you to have crushes on people different than you and you don't know that what you are doing is acting on that and then i just take that feeling and put it into this 19 year old man right um then then sh- then yes and like i said like i i also typically associate that with like a queer experience because it's the type of thing that like you're not socialized to do but interest okay This is really difficult to wrap my head, which is not to say I'm going to read Peter as a gay character. But if I can take that experience and try to say like, okay, he's interacting with Indy in this way. He has a crush on her. He doesn't know that that's what it is. Or he's interacting with Mary Jane in this way. She understands what's going on as far as what her feelings are and even what his feelings are, but he doesn't know what they are yet. Yeah. Okay. It is a little hard to sell that when you have a college age drama.
0: Right. Um,
1: but maybe that's me not having an open enough mind about how that could look.
0: Maybe, maybe. I. But I, But then it's also, it's also hard with Mary Jane. Every single fucking episode is so pointed. Do you like me? Do you like me, Peter? And Peter's like, what are you talking about? Well, And
1: then sometimes he, but, but sometimes he like leans into those conversations like in this very episode yeah, when he says, he okay, let's have a talk. Sometimes words aren't enough. And then she says, what would you say if you did have the words? And he's going to play along and going to say something. Also, sometimes words aren't enough is like totally a flirty thing to say to say yeah. like, let me say it with my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what does he yeah. mean if he doesn't understand he has a crush?
0: I could also see <laughs> a variation of this that would, that would work better if Peter... If they if they do kind of take the thread from the Raimi movies and Peter has just always been head over heels in love with Mary Jane and just can't be with her, sure. Then the prospect of him of him starting to f- have feelings towards someone else could be very confusing for him because he's always been a very like kind of one track mind in that sure. regard. So when he so when he starts flirting with someone, it's sort of like, well, no, I don't. I don't really have a crush on her because Mary Jane's my true love who I just can't be with. And that could be confusing. The problem is just that they just haven't really played that aspect of it. And we don't get like, you know, internal narration or internal monologues from Peter. So I don't know what he's thinking at any given moment, you know? So
1: I think you're right. I I think all, all the readings are really valid. Like there's a a bajillion ways to read what's going on, but it's hard when these people are accessible and talk about what they tried to do, you know? Right. Right. So yep. I'll try, I'll try to be, I'll, tr- uh, I think I'm recognizing that I've, I've been assigning things to him and I'm going to try not to do that and, and try to understand a little bit better with a more open mind of who Peter Parker could be. Yeah. But I I think it's going to be hard. I think it's, it's gonna not, be
0: hard. I'm sorry. I could, I can already tell you it's not, there are things no, I that I think pointedly in later episodes that just make it even more confusing with how they operate with Peter. Oy, yoy, yoy, yoy. It's frustrating.
1: I mean, I do, I do think I do think they write him poorly. I want to make that clear. I yeah. think they write him poorly, but I think a lot of the readings are legit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anyway,
1: anyway. Yeah, let's. Let, we gotta. We gotta power through a lot of this episode here. We still got yeah. quite a bit to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the the mix CD thing only makes things worse because he just happens to be walking out with a mix CD at the same time that Mary Jane. Is there who's like pacing back and forth, practicing how to bring up her feelings for Peter (gasps) because this is all she ever goddamn thinks about. Mm -hmm. And so she sees Peter starts to bring up those feelings, but then notices the mix CD with a ribbon on it. And she's like, oh, is that is that for me? And he's like, no, it's for a reporter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can I say can I say that like. 2022, me is so disappointed in 2003. Mary Jane, I understand exactly why she asks, What's his name? but I'm so disappointed at the same time because I'm like, "Mm." I know you're just being hopeful, I know you're recognizing the situation and just hoping it's not a girl, but at the same time, like, Mary Jane, you're better than this. Your superpower means you're better than this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so he could pointedly be like, Uh, it's a she. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Mary, Mary Jane isn't like, like her reaction is fine. Like she's yeah, just yeah. like, Oh, it sounds cool. Okay. Like disappointed, but like not being weird or jealous about it. Right. Um, and then still like ask Peter out to a movie regardless. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, sure. So it could be fine. You know,
1: I I think she asks him out to a movie. Maybe we, maybe we sort of read this differently. I think she asked him out to a movie because she recognized that there was potentially another girl in the picture. Do you Possibly. think I'm being like too hard on her?
0: I I don't know. It can go either way. I mean, my like charitably when I first saw it, it's just like, cause, because Peter is like, Oh no, it's, it's just a reporter. I did him. A, I did her a favor. Mm-hmm. She was like, Oh, okay. Well then I guess what I was trying to do could still work. We could still go out to a movie and then he agrees. So it's like, okay, cool. Well then things yeah. are fine. I was worried for no reason. That was how I read it. But given that this is 2003 and this is the show and Mary Jane has never well, been written well, I think it could be yeah. that she's just, freaking out that there's another girl and wants to kind of get her claws in as soon as possible so yeah. I don't know
1: and I know I just I just said I would try not to do this but I do think more versions of Mary Jane than not would be what you read it as right like yeah oh, okay no big deal so let's this go to Mary
0: Jane is not like most what? other Mary Janes yep. she's not like other Mary Janes yep. so. she's not like
1: other Mary Jane she's a sucky Mary Jane <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway okay. <laughs>
1: arrives at Empire One to deliver this mixed CD. And just as Indy asks if Peter is a precog, this is what I was talking about where she's like, you must've been psychic to know that that thing was going to fall on me. His spider sense activates and we, we chuckle because he literally is, he literally <laughs> yeah, is kind of psychic.
0: I actually think that's a very funny joke. I think it's good. Yeah. The timing is perfect. Cause as soon as she's like, are you a precog? I mean, kind of. And then his spider sense goes off because he is kind of a precog. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think that is very funny. I, I like.
1: That's that. why I want it to keep happening. That's why I hope this is a thing that she just believes about him. I think it'd be really fun. Funny if, for her to be, sort of accidentally <laughs> onto one of his superpowers, but not necessarily suspect he's Spider-Man, or just 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 one thing, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, his spider sense goes off because the Pterodactyls folks arrive to retaliate against Empire One for exposing them. I guess they were like, "You put us on the news, so we're gonna put you on the news." But also just to take hostages to get Spider Man to the studio. <laughs> that, that's really mostly what it's about at first. And then we learn yeah. a little bit later that it's about even more than that. But ultimately, they're there to take hostages.
0: Yeah, they're there to take hostages. They want Spider Man there at the studio. So while shit is going down in Empire One, uh, Mary Jane tries to pick Perry's brain about their dumbass friend Peter, and uh, Mary Jane just kind of concludes that Peter and Harry are just too stupid to read between any lines or pick up on any hints.
1: I mean, yes, neither yeah. one of them has ever been good at this. I don't know why you would ever think you could imply anything yeah. to either one of these two people. It's and annoying, again, there could be totally valid reasons for that, but like she she's the one of their best friends. She should know this by now.
0: It's annoying <laughs> though because she like frames it as almost like a battle of the sexes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, mm-hmm. like men just don't understand. And it's like, no, you just have two very bad friends, I think, is what right. it is. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, cut back to Empire One, uh, where one of the Teradax fellows shoots and downs a police helicopter. Good lord. Which I guess Sergei is like, that'll show him what we're capable of. Sure. Okay. Um, and then he asks for a cameraman and this is where Peter finds an opportunity to kind of do something. Cause Peter is one of the hostages. So, I mean, he was there at empire one. Everybody there was taken as a hostage. He is included in that. So he's like, well, I'm a cameraman. There's this really funny moment where an actual cameraman starts to stand up. Peter webs him in the ass and pulls him back down to the ground to be like, no, and volunteers himself. I think it might've been the guy I'm thinking of.
0: Okay, I think you're right. Yeah, because there's him. I think so. And I then the there, is is the guy. Guy. <laughs> there is another guy. Go- there is another heavy set goatee black shirt guy that is gotcha. also there.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So they're both present. <laughs> but Sergey explains on camera, on a broadcast, that he and the other Teradax folks are ex KGB agents with advanced Soviet explosives. Cool okay
0: uh, here's the thing they explicitly say that the bombs are supposed to like liquefy the people liquefy organic people but then like not damage the real estate they around sure it. do say that and then guess what explodes like a regular bomb later on so when they just lying <laughs> what the hell anyway
1: yeah. There there are some unnecessary details in this episode. Like th- if they were going to have some enforcers, they should have just treated them like the enforcers, you know, like yeah. spectacular does good job with the enforcers, but most other properties, they're just some guys, you know,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: So they, they could have just made these just some guys and it would have been fine. We didn't even need to know that they were KGB agents. It literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, it just gives them an excuse to like have Russian, like very basic ass stereotypical Russian names. Um, and Sometimes,
0: Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes say russian words right that's about it yeah cool okay guys right
1: so i mean we get backstory on them but we didn't need it ultimately this is just their way of like explaining the hostage situation which is spider-man we want you here and if you're not here in 90 minutes we're going to set off these explosives which will kill the hostages will liquefy the hostages uh but but not damage other stuff
0: yeah. Lies. Yeah. Right. I do. I love this conceit for a plot where it's like Spider-Man needs to be there, but Peter is caught in a hostage situation. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Sp- I think it's a great idea.
1: I think one of it's the reasons one- I like this episode is because even though they're extraneous details, mm-hmm. the concept of the episode is not overcomplicated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like How
1: It's is- pretty straightforward A to B to C to to D with a very classic yeah. Spider-Man complication. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, just the very question. How does Peter become Spider-Man to be Spider-Man to stop the hostage situation when he's stuck as a hostage? Right. How do you how how does he
1: save himself in yeah. front of other people?
0: Right. Right. I I do. Th- I, I do think that this episode whiffs it and how they solve it, but we'll, we'll, we'll get through that. Um, <laughs> 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 so about an hour later, uh MJ storms into Harry's apartment looking for Peter after he apparently stood her o- up and she's pissed as hell and Harry's like, Hold on, I just turned on the TV and guess what? Uh I think Peter's no, been t- I believe what
1: hostage. he says is Mary Jane, shut up for a second.
0: <laughs> that's actually That is true. what
1: Harry says.
0: That is very true. That's very true. Rude
1: as hell. At least it's Harry saying it and not any other character. It's that's the true. only I... character I would sit there and be like, Okay, yeah, that's something you would say.
0: Yeah. Still rude yeah. as hell, but it's still very rude as hell. Uh, but then again, he has also like he says he just turned on the news, so it's like he's deal he's processing some sure, major information, sure. which is that there's a hostage situation at Empire One, which is exactly where Peter went. Ergo, Peter must be a hostage at Empire One, and and they're both like, oh shit, what the hell? <laughs> That's um, a good point.
1: I guess I would tell anybody in the room to shut up if I just yeah. learned my best friend was in a hostage situation. Especially because she it's came just a in. Funny line delivery where he's like, just shut up for a second.
0: Well, because to be it, to be fair too, <laughs> she came into his apartment screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is she say she says a bullshit it's just like do i have some pheromone that makes peter say run run oh my God. this is <laughs> so dramatic
1: so funny too like there is there's a moment <laughs> where she like when she's having that little moment before he tells her to shut up she like does like the claw thing the like outstretched like ah, like monster face like what's going yeah. on it's really good uh, and lisa, Loeb's clearly,
0: lisa Loeb's clearly having fun with it too yeah like yeah, she she's should. she's bringing it yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, they leave to go to Empire One. And uh, meanwhile- why, they, why
1: is this the thing they need to do? Mary Jane's like, we need to get down there. And I'm like, no, know. you don't. There are explosives. <laughs>
0: they want to support Peter when he escapes? I don't know. I I mean, know. I guess. i guess i don't know i guess they feel like they have to do something when their yeah. friends in danger that isn't just sitting by the tv right like yes, it is that like helplessness what, thing i don't know what you i don't know i might do the same thing in that situation sure. because i'd be going crazy
1: yeah i don't i'm giving these two like no credit for things yeah. that are like totally valid
0: yeah no there's there i have problems i have some problems with this episode those are not the problems yeah. that i have at
1: all yeah yeah no, no no i don't think they need to get rid of them i don't think they need to get rid of those things yeah that's that's yeah. Uh, let me yeah let me let me frame that that stuff this stuff is fine in yeah. the grand in the grander scheme of things <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, back in Empire One, uh, Peter manages to like steal one of the Teradax's walkie talkies um, and hide it on the studio ceiling with his webbing. So he's causing some potential commotion or at least handicap him, handicapping them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but with only 11 minutes remaining before the explosives go off, uh, Sergey instructs instructs the hostages to lay on the ground face down with their eyes closed. Here's the th- Here's the thing, this concept, this concept, the, the 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 thing that makes this concept so fun of Peter having to save himself from a hostage situation to be Spider-Man is the question of how does he get out of it? Right. And the only way that situation works, the only way that concept ever works is if there is some really creative way that, that he does get out of it. It is something that Peter does some complicated plan some some really wild ass stunt that he does something interesting that you would have a hard time predicting yeah that he does to get himself out of it my personal is, like, favorite really is smart.
1: buffoonery like pretend pretending to be an right. absolute buffoon and like tripping over stuff and like that's my favorite way of getting out of situations like this
0: yeah. Or the fact that they set up a, like, the Rube Goldbergian scenario during their Meet Cute earlier. Oh my God. If that was to parallel some yeah. other kind of Rube, Rube, Rube <sighs> Goldbergian scenario, or he used, like, oh wait, I learned that, like, the cables are connected with the monitor in this way. I bet I could get one of the Pterodax dudes wrapped up in the cable in the same way and it, 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 it asphyxiated so that I, I can escape all oh my busy God. dealing with that.
1: Actually paying off the weird asphyxiation yeah. scene.
0: Right. Right. They could do oh. something like anything, but instead the they hostages, nothing. instead the hostages just happen to have their eyes closed. Peter just tells Indy, I'm going to leave by the way, bye. And she has, she's none the wiser later on that he just left. And then how does Peter get out of all of this? Well, everyone's eyes are closed. He just jumps. He gets up. He just jumps high. Gets That's all up. he does. I was so furious when that happened because it's like, it's, it's, not so even, lazy. It's, it's so lazy. It's so lazy.
1: It's not a bad like, solution. Or, well, I mean, it is right. a bad. It's no. It's,
0: it's a fun, not. Like,
1: it's not that it is a bad solution. It is that it is a completely lazy. It's a not. It's a non-solution. It's
0: like I understand that it's a hard scenario, scenario to get out of, then but then you don't do the. You don't do the episode <laughs> if you don't have a creative way to get out of it. Like, but
1: here's I, the thing: this isn't like. Maybe this exact scenario hasn't happened before, but the idea of a superhero with an alter ego needing to leave a situation so they can superhero is, like, fundamental. So it's not like there isn't a thousand different variations of this kind of predicament that you could draw from. Like, what is this? This is nothing. This is nothing. (laughs) These are professional writers.
0: It's so This is stupid. nothing, you guys. Come on. It's so Where's sp- Marsha? They, clo- <laughs> they close their eyes and he jumps. I and it's just... literally
1: like it's they the 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 the, the Teralax Teralax. See, that's why I don't like it. I keep wanting to call them Teralax, which sounds like a laxative. Teradax guys <laughs>
0: literally tell them to do it. Why? Why do they have to have their eyes closed and heads down? Like literally, why? I don't know. And then know. they're and then they're like, well, now we're not looking at the, we're not looking at these hostages.
1: There <laughs> are a million other ways that you could decide that they needed to be blindfolded or have their yeah. eyes closed. Like if you, I mean, I guess the problem is that they the the, the people do not care if anyone knows who they are. Yeah. So like you can't you can't use that, but like.
0: But some way to get them separated or something like that like I, I thought that Peter being the cameraman would lead to something and he would it would give him an opportunity to be in another room at least that's like yeah. something he initiated that will that comes into play later but instead he's a cameraman and then they're just like okay we're done sit back down re handcuff you so it's all reset mm-hmm. and it's just like wait but you had the setup for him to get out of it somehow they don't need to do even a clever thing it. with the handcuffs he literally just breaks them off right <laughs> and they don't do anything with Indy either because you have this yeah. person that knows him personally that would notice if he was gone, And the way that they explain it is he's like, I'm going to try something. And she's just like, okay. And then later they meet each other and he's like, I tried something and it didn't work. Okay. Like she, sorry. In the few minutes that we know her in this episode, she's clearly smarter than that. And like, so you could have had her be distracted by something. I don't know. Have like, her be part of something. the plan? Yeah. Yeah. She I would don't be know. so
1: fucking stoked. <laughs>
0: uh, it's like, how did you pick the laziest possible fucking route? I don't get it. I don't get
1: it. It's so weird. It's like, <sighs> it, someone suggested it and everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> or is yeah. this like, we tried to figure it out seven different ways and couldn't figure it out. So just do this instead? Like, <laughs> I don't care which because it sucks either way, but like,
0: how did you come to this? Come Written on. and directed by the goddamn showrunner and story editor. Like, come give me a fucking break, you guys. Come on. Come on. This episode was fine. And that's like the, the like, there are problems with it, but generally, fine. And then you have that fucking, like, the 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 thing that should have been the most exciting part. I would it's argue it's a largely
1: it. enjoyable episode. Yeah, most of this episode is enjoyable. This to yeah. me is like really tanks on it. the shelf next to other shows that I typically enjoy but might have some problems with episodes here and there. You know, like this is that kind of episode. This, yeah. is, but come on, this sucks. Come it sucks.
0: on. Anyway, I don't know where the hell are we. Peter escapes, and it's boring. He's, he's Spider-Man <laughs> boring. now. Whatever, cool. <laughs> All that tension's gone. <laughs> we're we're. I think we're at the
1: eleven-minute countdown, aren't we? I guess so. I don't know. Um, oh no, yeah, we're yeah. So we see the clock. There's eleven minutes. This is where they tell everybody to close their eyes. That's when Peter escapes, right? The, apparently, it takes Peter. Uh, seven minutes to suit up, which is actually an interesting detail. Like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, when it comes to Spider-Man, what's a quick change for Spider-Man?
0: And he climbed, he climbed all, he had to get outside of the building, climb all the way to the roof of the building, get in the shadows, change into Spider-Man, jump back down. I could buy. I think it's like, right yeah
1: <laughs> they put more detail and care into figuring out the time frame than they did the actual solution to the episode God, Jesus. Um, but with four minutes to spare then spider-man arrives back to the studio finds that Pterodactyl is missing which is an odd detail and realizing this he's like well i can get this the hostages out of here then because there's nobody blocking them so he directs the hostages to a safe location and deactivates most of the bombs But with only a few seconds left, he realizes he can't deactivate the last one. So he throws it out of the building and it explodes in the air,
0: which nobody liquefies and plenty of real estate gets damaged. So I guess they were just lying.
1: They were just (laughs) lying or they're very stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I maybe this is a question for later. So let's let's do a little bit more and then I'll ask this question.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, so after hearing the explosion from the boardroom they initially attacked, uh, Sergei calls Alexi up for an update from the top of the building, uh, which gives away Alexi's location to Spider-Man, who has the missing walkie-talkie. Uh, when Sergei calls Alexi again, Spider-Man answers instead. He has a funny little voice when he answers. <laughs>
1: I did laugh at that. I did I find that cute. very funny. Yeah, I like it
0: because it's not like this, the Spider-Man like t- isn't like super jokey in that way a lot of times. So yeah. it's funny when he when he gets. You know to
1: what me. it kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of the voice that the voice actor whose name I'm blanking on in the '60s show does Falsals. when he's yes when he's doing Peter. Oh my God! It
0: so is like the high like the awkwardly yeah. higher pitch voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, but yeah, so, so Spidey's webbed up Alexi to the side of the building and is answering for him. Um, so yeah, everybody knows where everybody is now. Yeah. Spidey confronts the remaining Teradax members in the boardroom. When Sergey attempts to escape via jetpack, Spider-Man just hitches a ride uh, and they clash in the air. Um, and, you know, they fight a bit, exchange some blows. Spider-Man damages Sergey's jetpack, crashes him into a maximum shock billboard. Uh, which effectively defeats the Pterodax leader. I do like the detail that after uh, Sergey lands, his jetpack activates one more time, just enough to like slam his head <laughs> into a, the side of the yeah, building. Just a
1: little fart of a jetpack moment. <laughs>
0: yeah. I actually, I find that very funny. It was very yeah. cute. And then moments later, Spidey watches on as the hostages walk out of the Empire 1 building. So everyone is safe. No one has been liquefied.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So I think I know the answer to my own question, but I'm asking it anyway. Okay. So the... The so, Teradax takes these hostages, right? And they take the hostages in this one location, the the news studio, in order to draw Spider Man to that location.
0: Uh-huh. When
1: Spider Man does arrive, which they don't even know he's done yet, when Spider Man does arrive, they leave to go to the boardroom, which was their ultimate plan, right? It was to create this distraction with these hostages so that they could go to the boardroom. I guess. Why don't they leave somebody behind with the
0: hostages? It doesn't make any sense. Because they don't know wait. when
1: Spider-Man going to show up. Spider-Man theoretically could have showed up with 89 minutes to spare, or he could have shown up with seconds to spare. So like, where wait, when wait did they choose to leave?
0: Alexei was still in the building, though. So where was Alexi,
1: he? So Alexei Alexi was not in the studio for most of what we saw. He was on the roof. He's the one who shot down the helicopter earlier. So it was only Boris and Sergei who were in the studio for most of the... Hostage situation, and that I actually am okay with because, like, you end up with that situation where, um, where the like the walkie-talkie thing kind of pays off because Spider-Man's able to like take advantage of the fact that they separated. Mm-hmm. But I I still don't quite understand why. It almost feels like they didn't have enough bodies because if yeah. Alexi's on the roof monitoring the situation there, and then the other two guys have to leave for the safe, I don't something's missing where it's like. Did they know Spider-Man was on his way? They couldn't have known that.
0: Well, I guess they don't want to be there when the bomb goes off,
1: right? (laughs) Right. They don't. So I guess, I guess, were they, I guess, is there a scenario, is this like, are there multiple branches off of this plan? Like, are there different ways it could have gone maybe? Because like, at the moment when they realize Spider-Man is not showing up, which is probably... Maybe what they believe, but no, they do know he showed up at some point because he says Spider-Man's dead. When the bomb goes off, he says Spider-Man's dead. I don't know. Something's missing. I'm not sure what, I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but something's missing. Yeah. And it it really, all it has to do with is the fact, I I understand them creating the distraction. And I understand creating a hostage situation to get Spider-Man there so that he is not where you are. But I just – maybe the missing piece is literally just they needed one person to be monitoring the hostages, hostages. still. Maybe that's what Alexi was supposed – maybe that's what Alexi was doing.
0: I, that's why I'm thinking cause that, because Alexi is still there. I think that was supposed to be his job and he just oh, happened- that
1: Oh, is that all you meant was just that he wasn't in the boardroom?
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, no you were okay. totally right. Yeah. I, I think that's all it is. It's just – I don't know. I mean, it's still a great coincidence that he just happens to not be there <laughs> You know, when Spider-Man shows up. But –
1: Yeah, I
0: guess he was supposed to be around in the general I maybe he maybe it was meant to be that he was in the building monitoring to see if Spider-Man was there and to make sure everything went okay. but out of. Range for the bomb that was going to go off because theoretically, if it was only going to liquefy people and if he was out of range of it, he would still be safe on like another floor if it yeah. was far enough out of range. Of course, that all falls apart when the bomb literally explodes, and so he would have died in the building. Although, I, I guess mean, he could have flown well, off. I don't know, he well, could have flown is, off okay. the last second.
1: No, Alexi, Alexi downs the helicopter, but Alexi is also the lookout for Spider Man. So, Spider Man just sneaks past Alexi, if he's aware of the fact that Alexi isn't there because he's Peter Parker. So he knows one of them is watching for him right maybe that's it right They sneak away because they know Alexi is watching for Spider-Man, but they don't know when Spider-Man arrives because Spider-Man gets to Alexi first or just sneaks past Alexi. I don't know right. I'm probably thinking about this way too much, but just something about it felt like there was a detail missing
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess know. Alexi
1: was just the lookout. I think if Alexi's just the lookout, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I also I was so frustrated with the with the way Peter got out of that situation that I think I wasn't I didn't care very much. Yeah. that's I was just like whatever. Okay, finish this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: just feel like like I
1: I totally it's get weird. you, but I feel like the, like I, I I feel like there it, it could even if they if they just changed how Peter got out of the room, I feel like the rest of this stuff would be largely fine too. You know. Eesh. Sure. it's just it's like pulling out the keystone and then everything else falls apart and you're it's, like well the rest of the arch was fine technically
0: <laughs> it's weirdly messy at the end here considering so much of the episode was so simple and straightforward like it's weird that it kind of that's gets a good point messy at the at the tail end of it for some reason and it's like but there wasn't that you weren't juggling that much stuff to begin with though so why why couldn't you sustain <laughs> the rest of the story yeah. i don't really understand how that happened it's like it just it just kind of runs out of steam it feels like and they just like, all right, this is, like, this is good enough, I guess. Like,
1: what happens in the situation where Spider-Man shows up right away?
0: Right. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Because they never get to, blow to the him up.
1: Because they're there. Unless the yeah. idea is Alexi would tell them Spider-Man is here, and they would then run to the
0: boardroom? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, their plan doesn't really make a lot of sense the more you think about it.
1: It's it really just hinges on the fact that Spider Man has 90 minutes to get there and they don't know when he's gonna show up. Right. That is the that's the piece. That's the piece I've been trying to put my finger on. So I don't know. I don't don't think it's huge. I mean it does make things fall apart a little bit, but I don't think it's it's not like the biggest problem I've ever seen in a plot, but like it is weird.
0: It's just weird because it feels like a lot of unnecessary elements kind of thrown at the end here that don't really make that kind of make it all fall apart. It's just
1: hard with like a heist or or something adjacent to a heist. Like you need the details to make sense. You do. Yeah. Because <laughs> like yeah. big picture, I understand what they're doing, but the details I don't
0: get. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, it's almost done. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah, so in front of Empire One, Mary Jane and Harry are looking for Peter, insisting that the police, insisting to the police that there's got to be another hostage in the building. They know that Peter's got to be there, even though they say that all the hostages are out. And just as it hits the two that Peter might have been caught in the explosion and they're getting upset about it, Peter walks right out of the building. Cool. So Mary Jane's excited. Nobody got
1: liquefied.
0: (laughs) Nobody got liquefied. Mary Jane's happy to see her friend alive. She goes to run to him. However, before she gets there, Indy intercepts Peter and she's like, Oh my God, thank goodness you escaped. Um, is doesn't question where he was or anything really at all. It's just like, I was looking for another exit and I didn't find, and then I guess I found one. And she's like, okay, cool. Anyway, I really like you and I think you're really hot. And then she kisses him and Peter seems to, return but it's not really clear because obviously she's the one who initiated it i do like the little detail that she literally grabs his arms to put his arms on her hips Mm -hmm. you're like no we're making this a proper makeout session right now right now i I guess that does
1: lend itself to peter not knowing what the fuck to do yeah
0: i think it's i think it's i think it's perfectly ambiguous that like and, and it's a perfectly solid reading that like peter he's not pulling away from her but he also like he didn't ask for this either so he's not really sure how to handle it you know? right that's a va- that's a perfectly valid situation to be in especially if he does legitimately like her you know <laughs> right. like valid situation to be in where you don't really know because how to his reaction
1: could be this is nice even if he doesn't fully understand like what's happening or what to do
0: yeah yeah for sure it's definitely like an adrenaline kind of situation thing happening right like on her part i feel like um, uh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So like I it's so I so I don't I don't fault her like I know that there's like it's you could read it as like a surprise kiss thing that isn't great but I I th- I think it's perfectly valid to be in this to to be in a weird headspace full of adrenaline. It's just like I just need to kiss this hot guy that I really like right now, and I feel like you like me, so let's kiss each other.
1: I also think I also think I understand. Like, it's always worth questioning whether something's a surprise kiss or not. I think it's worth noting that she is telling him how she feels right before yes. that moment. Very true. And it's predicated by a moment where she sort of like slips and tells him how she feels. So like yes. there has been build up to this moment. I understand they didn't have like. She didn't say, like, I want to kiss you or can I kiss you or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, it could be clearer. But I don't know if I would classify this fully as, like, a surprise
0: kiss. I, I, I think so, too. Yeah. And you're right. There is that like, scene earlier in the hostage situation that's, I think, actually really funny where she's like, oh, they always said you might meet your soulmate in the office. But I didn't think I'd I'd have to die with him. And Peter's like. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so anyway, so she, they're they're full on making out right now in front of the Empire One building. Just as Mary Jane runs up and sees this happening, Peter lightly pushes Indy, Indy away because he sees Mary Jane and is like, oh no, what did I just do? And Mary Jane starts crying and runs away. I'm sorry, maybe I'm like a cruel person, but I laughed a lot when Mary Jane ran away crying, not because I hate Mary Jane or anything, but because it's just such a such a dramatic no, moment. It's just I, such the drama, the drama.
1: I laughed, but I laughed because it the episode ends there. It does. It it's just such cut. an abrupt she, ending that I I because I it was like a that's it laugh, you know?
0: She just runs away sobbing and then it cuts to these like like the da 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 da, da credits. It's so weird. By
1: far the weirdest ending ever. It's, can
0: I I know I've 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 done the spoiler thing a lot this episode. Can I tell you one other spoiler? Yeah. So, we know that Indy reappears in everything. So like right. we we'll see more we'll see follow up on that. Mary Jane witnessing this zero follow-up stop it we'll never be commented on it it's not an episode order thing we're going to and i wanted to make sure you knew that because we might like forget about it going you know because it's going to be a couple weeks before we record the next one i wanted to make sure you you knew that that's
1: that is egregiously bad.
0: this is like a literal cliffhanger of mary jane running away crying no matter what order you watch the show like, in the next episode does not have mary jane mention this at all doesn't have peter mention this at all no one talks about mary jane running away crying that that's the happened.
1: kind of thing that is the kind <laughs> of thing that makes you never want to give the writers the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's such an obvious thing that needs follow up yep to just not follow up on it is so stupid
0: Uh uh-huh what are they
1: doing
0: it's it's infuriating and maybe we'll find like subtle connections and threads and stuff but like this is the thing that needs to be followed up on and i can tell you that it is.
1: i just don't (sighs) understand why and and here's the thing this is like this is like amazing friends level bad as far as like relationship through lines where it's like what are the relationships here and what are the stakes between these characters? Like yeah,
0: it's frustrating. This, it's
1: really bad. And that show's not trying very much. This episode yeah. is clearly trying. This is bad.
0: Yeah. To be to be clear, P- the Peter and Indy thing, like right, that right. is followed up on. It's just M the MJ try like like part of it. Like obviously the story in this episode
1: yeah. is tr- figuring out how to tell Peter she wants to date him.
0: Yeah, and then being heartbroken by seeing Peter with another another right. girl, right? Like, yeah, um, you, can't no. uh-huh. <laughs> you can't just leave
1: that on the floor. Can't just leave that alone. Uh-huh. That's that's very upsetting. I know that doesn't apply to this episode, like the 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 evaluation of this episode. But it
0: does retroactively make this episode a little worse, knowing that that yeah. is thrown in at the end with no follow up. Yes, it. yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate.
1: That's why cause it, cause, cause the thing that's frustrating is it's actually a perfectly natural place for the episode to end. Yeah. I mean, aside from it being a really abrupt cut, it makes yeah. perfect sense for in this show where so many of the, some of the episodes end with some sort of weird development, although nothing tech develops a strong word. Cause usually that means you would follow through on things, but like usually ends with some sort of Peter, Mary Jane relationshipy moment this is perfectly in line with all that. So yeah. wild that they would not follow I, up. I guess, but it's I guess no we've seen that before.
0: Peter and Mary Jane kissing like in like two or three episodes in a row. And then it's just like, oh, what are we doing? Oh, do we have feelings for each other? Like, it, 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 Yeah. Like, no, you literally kiss each other on the lips multiple it, times and nobody is dealing with that. Can I ask you a question? Sure. And you
1: can tell me whether or not this is good to answer or not to somebody who hasn't seen the rest of the show. Okay. Is this... Is it just that every single one of these episodes is so contained that like, that I don't even know how to ask the question I'm asking.
0: I guess like. Okay. I will tell you that there is continuity at, at, at certain points. It's just, it's far and few between, but there are points when there are developments in one episode that do play a role in a later so episode. Weird. So
1: it's not just like, it's, here you are the players we have. Everybody write your right, own episode for what right. happens. Like there we'll are. Take all those things and we'll put them into a series. It's like, not that. Yeah. Because that's like what Amazing they, Friends is, right? That's why Amazing Friends is frequently messy, is because it's like there's no real continuity there. It's just like here yeah. are the characters. Let's write a single story with those characters. You
0: could put any episode in any order; it wouldn't matter. And like to an extent, they did that at MTV. But there are certain episodes that need to take place before other episodes can happen. Weird. So like that that does exist, you know? So weird. Which makes it even more egregious when there's a thing that it's like this feels important. Oh, you're just going to ignore that that happened? I guess. Okay. Yeah.
1: That question. is a head-scratcher.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Usually Sucks. I want to ask writers questions because I'm excited about something. I want to ask these writers questions to be like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like the only explanation is like, I guess you just dealt with this shit off screen. Okay. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Hate that. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, that's so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry to put a, a, a damper on this episode that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we would have gotten to that eventually, right? There would have been a yeah. moment where I would have been like, wait, hold on a second.
0: Remember yeah. that one time?
1: So I'm glad yeah. you brought it up here.
0: I wanted you to, I wanted to spare you of you searching for it in the next episode and then wondering, did I watch the wrong one? Are these not actually in the right order? What's going on? That is a fear on? of mine that I'm going yeah. to
1: watch the wrong one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, just run off and cry into the void, Mary Jane, wow. and, then no one will, and then it'll just disappear. I was,
1: I was worried existence. you were going to say that she just, like, doesn't come back. I was like, that <laughs> can't be real. That cannot be real. So I That's guess my expectations right. were even lower.
0: That's why they brought in Indy. They just, like, it's a full replacement for Mary Jane. That's your new female character. I wasn't Mary sure where you we were going to go with it. Runs off and never appears again. Yeah. That would Just
1: be, runs off into the ocean.
0: <laughs> runs off crying into the ocean. That would be hysterical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I actually probably would love that. That would be kind of <laughs> iconic. That
0: would be so funny. Remember
1: the Spider-Man show where Mary Jane saw Peter <laughs> kissing somebody and just never appeared again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> would it be better? Maybe. I don't know. Mary Jane's not the greatest character on Honestly, this show. It I might be know. better. I mean, I don't know that we'd be missing a, much if that happened. From happens. a bigger picture
1: standpoint, I would be upset for them to introduce A. Mary Jane and then just not... Ha- like, just completely... Well, well, whatever. It might be better for this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, but I like Indy a lot. I'm glad she's yeah. in the show. I'm glad in we're at one. the point where she's in the show. Yeah, speaking of Indy's face of the episode, I just... To like her it's not even really a face, it's more the lack of face, cause it's like her hilarious non-reaction to this like giant TV monitor that like barely misses her that just ran oh from the ceiling. It's so funny. I'm I'm pretty sure they
1: literally just like rotated her model and didn't yep. change a single which i guess is fair if it's just like a cut from a different camera angle
0: she does blink in in these like okay. in, like <laughs> between so she does move slightly
1: <laughs> but it is so exact which i guess is the, i mean that's the whole advantage um to to using you know computer generated models is that you can have that sort of consistency but and you can do those types of cuts and have it be exact but it's so funny
0: yeah, it's really funny. Her face is exactly the same. It's really funny. Yeah, I was, I was happy when I got the screen captures that I did because it's just like, oh no, that that that's exactly the same. <laughs> oh man, move. that's so funny. Her man, hair
1: is it's wild. Because it's fir- when you first see it, you're just like, oh, she has cute pigtails, right? But it's not pigtails. She has like full, like structured, like tubes. Yeah. Instead of just like a scrunchie.
0: It's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. What a fun character. I love her. Yeah. 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 This episode's fine. It's got big problems, but not nearly as big as episodes that we've covered ahead before this. And it's, it's it's got enough good stuff in it. Good concept. I wish they handled it better and had a better solution, but you know, uh, I it's, it's a cool idea. And one of those ideas that like, it, I, you could do it on a Saturday morning show, but like this, this is the perfect kind of show to do this sort of hostage situation where things are that dire. Right. Like I think, you yeah. Cause do you that.
1: don't have to worry about, uh, you don't have to worry about like, how do we portray this where it's, it's not in- like, what, what is the, what is the TV warning? It's like um intense scenes or whatever. Like yeah. they have to worry about making things like too not even just scary or violent, but like, too tense even sometimes for like kids shows just because like kids can sense that right when you don't have to worry about that you can make a more believable hostage situation
0: absolutely absolutely
1: yeah cool yeah i agree i think a big generally speaking good episode just has some some problems that needed tightening up
0: at least we're on like an up not not an upward slope because last week's were better but like on on sort of the higher plane of the show right now and I, uh, I had, hopefully you know, hopefully it'll, it'll keep up. We'll I <laughs> said
1: I think when we talked about episode two of the show that I just need to have fun watching a superhero show. That yeah. is that is the bare minimum. In right? this episode Even is if fun. it's not good. Yeah. I need to have fun. This episode last week's episode. I had fun. So yeah, I agree. You know, regardless of like the the overall quality of either one of them, like I think we're on an upward trajectory if I continue to have fun
0: for sure. For sure.
1: If you would like to continue to have fun with us, <laughs> yeah. you can do that on our Patreon at patreon.com slash snappers. There is a ton of stuff over there. Over 100 extra... Bits of episodes and not even bits of episodes, full ass episodes, uh, talking about stuff in addition to cartoons. So we talk about comics, video games, movies, Spider-Man stuff, sometimes not Spider-Man stuff. And that's all over on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash snappers, And most of it is honestly accessible at just $1 a month, uh, which is pretty incredible. That's less than a Netflix subscription for the whole year pretty great. Yeah. And be sure to check out our discord. Uh, there should be a link in the show notes. You can, uh, you can let us know that you're finally thrilled that we're enjoying the show. If you're an MTV Spider-Man <laughs> fan <laughs> in the meantime, you can find Derek and me all over the place on the internet. Derek, where can people find you and the stuff you're working on?
0: Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at Gale. You can also find my podcast Gimmicks, which is a podcast that looks at the high concept, structure breaking and experimental gimmick episodes of television with a different guest and different show every week. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts and also follow it on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. How about you, Doug?
1: You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y You can also find me talking about Pokemon on the podcast Victory Road here on the 4Eyed Radio Network and talking about books and video games on a podcast called Novel Gaming with my friends Katie and Vicky where we catch up on all of the media we've been consuming lately. You can also check out a monthly podcast from Derek and me called Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we are watching every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on Coco is out tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. And we were very excited to talk about that one. So check that out. You can also visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us if you have longer thoughts at podcast at gmail.com com please please rate review and subscribe on all podcast platforms because if you like what we're doing somebody else out there will too and they just haven't found us yet and those ratings and reviews make us show up easier in search results like there's a very tangible tangible um, benefit to you giving us ratings and reviews so we would love that if you would do that yeah it's the, it's probably the easiest way to say hey we like what you're doing so honestly
0: yeah uh, for sure
1: We'd, we'd love that and we haven't said this in a while but if you leave us a like a review we'll probably like read it on social media in a funny oh, way
0: yeah. we've had a couple that i we haven't done it for that we should man. oh yeah They're we all, should catch yeah. up we should catch for up sure.
1: yeah. next week spidey gets a stalker oh boy oh Oh boy yeah I'm that's nervous. why i'm like Eric, i'm nervous
0: <laughs> that's why i didn't want to say upward trajectory and i'm hoping I'm that this <laughs> continues oh boy <laughs> i think uh alarm bells are ringing uh-huh i think that those alarm bells aren't wrong
1: oh boy uh <laughs> gets a stalker in the episode head over heels uh bye,
0: bye. <laughs> Drop that bomb at the end there. (laughs) Yep.